Hey folks, I'm Tom. And I'm Vince. Welcome to Friday Night Beers, a show where two guys who know too much about pop culture and not enough about beer try some beers and explain them in a way that you may understand. But that you probably won't, and it'll only make sense to us. Either way, we hope you'll be entertained. I'm glad to be with you today, Vince. I'm glad to be with you today too, Tom. I think I think it's just uh, it's a good time to remind ourselves that life is sometimes about you know reminding yourself that things aren't always so bad. No, every once in a while you're you're in the catbird seat. Yeah, and you you say to yourself, yeah, I'm just I'm really sitting pretty in this life. Or potentially more accurately for us. We'll be sipping, sipping pretty. pretty. Oh man, that's so odd. You say that because that's the name of the beer we're drinking today. All right, tell me a little more about this beer. Well, I'm, maybe you should tell me because you've actually had this already. <laughs> well, it's a fruited sour. It's uh, not heavily fruited, so right. you may you may be okay with it. It may skew a little bit out of your taste. I think it's really well done. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's been a long time since I've had it, but yeah. I'm looking forward to trying it. Kind of. We're what thirty eight episodes in now, or something like that. Oh, it's I've no. I've lost count. No, who knows? <laughs> who knows? We're we've the point is we got a bunch under our belt, and so I'm looking forward to trying this with some of the knowledge that we've gained over this time. Well, yeah, I am too. And when I saw this beer on the the shelf at our local establishment, I just felt that it was just screaming your name at the top of your lungs. Uh, for those who don't know, Vince is a gigantic fan of fruited sours. Huge. But for those who don't know much, I will tell you a little bit about this one. It's called Sippin' Pretty. It comes from the great Odell Brewing Company, no relation to Odell Beckham Jr. Even though it shares two initials. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, in Fort Collins, Colorado, I'll give you a quick backstory on this lovely place. It was founded in 1989 um, it's independently owned by a guy named Doug Odell. He met his wife, Wynn, in the early 80s in Seattle. And what do you know, they got sick of their uh, jobs and decided that they wanted to try their hand at brewing. So that's when they moved to Fort Collins, which is a college town. Did you know that, Vince? Yeah, Colorado State, right? Shout out to my cousin, uh, Jimmy Weglars, who went to Colorado State. Whoa, do you guys call him Jimmy Weggs? We sure do. <laughs> you love to hear it. He's a great guy. I hope you're listening. But yeah, they, they were sold on the town, so they decided to open up uh, their establishment there. Another great thing about this place is that it's independent. Not only is it independently owned, it is employee-owned since 2015. Okay, that's like another beer we've done in the past. Uh, Moon Man. Yeah, New Glarus. All the folks at New Glarus, that's completely employee-owned, correct? That's right, and these people are given their employees ownership of their product, which is always great, especially in today's work environment. So I uh, have never been to this particular location. I, I have been to Denver, where they also have a brew house, in they have an Odell. Okay. Yeah, they do. In the Five Points neighborhood, which for those who live in Denver, that would be near the great Coors Field, a place I have. Great area. Had a great time at. Great area. Love Coors Field. And they're starting to diversify their portfolio. They also have a winery. Okay. Yeah. So kind of like Odell Beckham Jr., they're a multi-threat, uh, versatile weapon in the beer game. Except they're the first of their kind. They're not Odell Brewing Jr. That's right. 
Back to the beer itself. So it's a sour, four and a half percent. So you know, so nice and easy, pretty easy going. Question for you: yeah. Do you think that that has anything to do with the fact it's in Colorado and the air is thinner up there? You get drunker quicker. Maybe they keep it on the lighter side. That is a fascinating question and one that I now have firsthand knowledge of. But I, I think that they have IPAs there uh, in the great state of Colorado. I don't know if they did this to help people kind of ease into it, but I can tell you that their description is, it literally says more of a mantra than a beer. Um, Loaded with our unique blend of acai guava and elderberry, it's balanced with a delicate addition of Himalayan pink sea salt. This beer pops with a bright ruby color and a refreshing tart finish. So sit back, relax, and sip on something pretty. All right, so I have never seen this out of a can, so I'll be interested to see that ruby color they're talking about. As for the fact that they said it's more of a mantra, all of the ingredients fit with that. It sounds like a new age salad, a new age diet. You know, I feel like there's going to be a yoga mom who pops out when I open this. (laughs) Yeah, this feels like a beer that people who are health conscious would flock to because just from the ingredients alone. Yeah, and you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. I'll be honest. I'll sit here and go, oh my gosh, acai or acai. I don't know how to say it. But if you've ever had it, it's delicious. Acai. I think I screwed it up. Somebody's probably laughing I don't know. No, I feel like I thought it was acai for a long time too. Right. Well, let's find out what this tastes like for certain. Cheers. Cheers to everybody and to you. Oh, yeah. Mmm. Oh, it's a nice, a nice crisp smell. I've got a little bit of berry in there too. Elderberry. Yeah. All right, here we go. Mm. It is very tart. Oh yeah. You're enjoying this. I can see it on your face. <laughs> I like it a lot. I like it this a lot. Vince just, this just—I almost said this. Vince just said beer. This beer just said Vince. <laughs> Get on in here, baby. Come here. Suck me dry. <laughs> oh boy. With pleasure. Yeah, it's very light. It, it almost reminds me of like a, uh, like, a, like a more flavorful LaCroix, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's a perfect description. Yeah, because that's LaCroix's downfall, right? Is it's, it tastes like it's just you're, you're drinking carbonated are you, nothing. Are you predicting the downfall of LaCroix? <laughs> well, I, I think actually it's a, it's a crowded market. Yeah. You know what? That brings up a good point, though. This all, almost feels like a seltzer. Oh, yeah. Let's take another sip here. I am. Like, I haven't seen this poured into glass yet, which we'll it's do. It's just too. such a light, and it's yeah. so refreshing. It's it's everything that I remember. And I'm trying to think, like, I, I don't even have any information to add over my now what, however many episodes yeah. of experience. Like, right. it's just so overwhelming. It sits on my palate. It dances. It's nice. And it's light. It's... If you look at the can, the can is very flowery, and it has the most delicate of birds, the hummingbird on it, right? Right. And that's exactly, this feels like, you know, you don't want to give a hummingbird too much action. You give a hummingbird too much action, all of a sudden its little heart explodes, and it's just feathers. That's true. And they could have this. A hummingbird could have this. I'm not sure if this quite fits, but I'm going to give it a try. Is this the Seinfeld of beers? No. Well, hear me out. This is where I was thinking. Seinfeld is pretty much on like every single day, right? Okay. And it's a show that you can just kind of have on in the background. It's generally very pleasant. If you're a super fan, you've seen all the episodes and you you just kind of know it by heart. And it's a 
it puts you in a good mood. It's easy. It's easy going. Like because well, it's right. a show about nothing, right? So I guess that's where I was thinking. No, is because I I want to make the distinction that this is not nothing. This is this is I, yeah. understated. That wasn't what I was smooth. saying. Yeah, I'm I not you. saying that it's like totally like the show, but like when I when I just saw your face drinking that from from where I'm sitting, like it just seemed like you were having a really good time and. Most of the time, people watch Seinfeld. They're having a good time. You know, it's on uh, it's on Netflix, and I've been watching it. Uh, it's interesting to watch the arc of a show because I think we came on when we came onto the scene, aka we were born. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, true. we were too young to really watch Seinfeld from the start, so we know it from syndication. Yeah, and we're watching all these shows starting in the middle, like all these episodes starting in the middle, yeah. and we never really got a chance to see the first few episodes. And so I started watching the first season just to see, because all of these great shows comedically that we have, they all have that first season where they're like critical right. flops. The Office was tough sledding. Community was tough sledding. What's what's another? Parks and Rec. Yeah. It took a couple of seasons before it got its audience. And a, there's a lot of comedies that are really good that don't make it out of that slump because they're just not given time. They're expected to draw these huge audiences right away and not giving time to actually develop the characters. And I always kind of wondered if Seinfeld was like that. And it was. Watching the first few episodes, it got there very quickly to its credit. Like maybe halfway through the season, it's that bang, 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 back and forth. Here's what's going on. I don't know what's going on. The, the infamous rule with the the writers' room there was that the characters could never learn or grow from any of the experiences they had. Right. So that is like at the core identity. And interestingly enough, I was just watching that show on Netflix called. Um, my guest, my next guest needs no introduction with David Letterman. It's in your interview series. Oh boy, do I have a whole thing about that? I'm sure you do, but the reason I bring it up in the episode where he talks with Seinfeld, Seinfeld says that uh, Letterman taught him a great lesson early on. I guess Seinfeld was very annoyed that the writers weren't like up to his standards, and he was complaining about it. He's like, "Yeah, these these people, they're just not as they just don't write it the way I would." And Letterman said. Wouldn't it be weird if they were better than you? <laughs> and that's when he, uh, that's when that clicked that for little, him. That little yeah. letterman left it. <laughs> right. Wouldn't what? it be weird if they were better than you? <laughs> are you I got are a you beard st- now. I got a beard now. I'm in retirement. I don't have to shave, so I'm not going to. It doesn't matter if it doesn't look good. I can't stand this. Even Seinfeld's doing it, right? Like, just right off into the sunset. Make your appearances every once in a while. I don't need you to quit late night. Quit late. Well, it was late night with David Letterman, yeah. right? Quit that or be pushed out and then go, oh, you know, I'd like to get back into this and do another show. Like, what? It's like Jordan coming back four times. Like, for what? So you don't like when these people come back? No, to be honest, and I can't get over it. Comedians getting coffee in cars, never got over it. I watched it with a sour face the entire time, and somebody's like, you didn't like that? You didn't think it was good? I'm like, look, I respect it. It was good, but just like, leave us alone. You know, I don't need more Seinfeld in my life. I don't know, man. I mean, if you're having fun, you can make some money doing it. I don't see what what's wrong with that. Then why did you stop? Because they didn't want the grind of a daily television show. Whatever, but now he has that. He's got no, he does. No, it's not like here. that. It's not like that, dude. The David Letterman show. He shows up once a month to like talk to people, and then he goes back to doing whatever the fuck else he was doing. It's not. Going to a studio every single day for 300 or whatever shows a year and having a writer's room 
like basically harass you into doing a monologue. Harass you. A writer's room harass you into doing a monologue. Get out of here. It's a grind. It's a what huge you grind. You walk in, you say, what do we have today? And you say, no, no, yes, yes. I like that joke. I hate that joke. Let me figure out if I can fix this joke. And then you do it. I don't know. I think it's it's everybody Credit who to the does it. In mind. Everybody who does it seems to think it's a grind. Oh, God forbid! God forbid that you should be famous and you should uh, be an entertainer and you should have to work every day like everyone else. Oh my God! I feel like you're no longer sipping pretty. So maybe, I'm sip. I'm gonna have a sip so I can go back to sipping pretty. Maybe maybe we can sip pretty I'm sipping sour out of the glass, which is something we do on the show. Oh wow, that is beautiful. It's a very. It's like a hot pink. In addition to tasting and, you know, feeling like a seltzer, it also kind of looks like rosé. Uh, yeah, a little bit. I would give it that. It's got that nice, nice rosy color, for it does. sure. Hmm. Yeah, if you, if you like sweet, light drinks, this is going to be right up your wheelhouse. Okay, so I mentioned the hummingbird earlier. Yeah. And this is going to be kind of a, a little bit of a tangent, but... All I can think about is the hummingbird character in Pocahontas. What was the name? <laughs> I know the little raccoon was Miko. Uh, it's been probably 20 years since I've seen Pocahontas. It's been a long time since I've seen Pocahontas, yeah. too. All I know is that there was a little hummingbird who was like... <laughs> yeah, I don't remember his name. Sorry. I don't know. but I. There's not a lot of hummingbirds in pop popular culture. Other than, I guess... Well, no, that would be a mockingbird. Well, like To Kill a Mockingbird, <laughs> yeah, is that where to, you were going? I was about to say Which, that, yeah. By the way, if you're, if you're a big fan of Mockingbirds and you're going there to see the Mockingbird, oh, buddy, are you going to be disappointed. And also, that is not light entertainment. That is very... To Kill a Mockingbird? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's like saying... That's, I was actually just doing this the other night. We were thinking about... I was sitting down and we were thinking about what kind of movie we wanted to watch. <laughs> well, I've never seen A Clockwork Orange. Maybe we should watch that. <laughs> We didn't watch it, thankfully, because it was described in full, yeah. but it's exactly what happens there. It's like, we're looking for something light. How about uh, Requiem for a Dream? How about To Kill a Mockingbird? Yeah. Um, as far as how this tastes out of the glass, I it, think it's just fine. Yeah, it's about the same. I like it. It's very light. It's entertaining. Um, for me, I would like to kind of compare this. I'm going to go sports on this one All right. for a hot second. I don't know if you, you've ever... I heard this recently, and I agree with it. Like, when a pitcher's pitching, it's supposed to be kind of like effortless. When they're on, they're just throwing. They're letting the game flow through them. It's easy to watch. And that's kind of what drinking this feels like. It feels like a pitcher who's on his game. It feels like, you know, Max Scherzer or, or Justin Verlander, a couple of Tigers here, former Tigers, Justin Verlander mm-hmm. throwing a 95-pitch... 10 strikeout complete game like it shouldn't be that easy but it is and that's that's kind of what i feel like when i'm drinking this is this is easy i could do this all day i could throw i'm through nine innings at 95 pitches i could throw 180 pitches the way i'm feeling i'll go i'll go one step further i feel like this is similar to watching aaron Rodgers play football i hate that i know i know you do and i know there's a lot of bear fans who are listening who don't like it either but it's true. I mean, the guy just plays football in a way that's incredibly smooth, pretty much impossible to replicate. And, you know, if you're a fan of the team, you're certainly sipping pretty most Sundays. And he just, 
I don't know. He he's just a very effortless talent. There's no one quite like him. So let's talk. Let's talk Aaron Rodgers for a second here. He's obviously gone. He's not staying at Green Bay. You can't stay after that. <laughs> no, you he, made that big of a hullabaloo. That'd be like if I walked into right. a bar and like lit it on fire, and they managed to preserve everything and open the next day, and I walked back in and was like, "Hey guys, can you pour me a drink?" They'd be like, "Get out of here." It actually it would be similar to calling the cops on a fight you started and being like, "Guys, I don't have any problem with uh, with this." <laughs> and also on a on a pop culture note, Aaron Rodgers. In less than a few years, has gone from dating Danica Olivia Munn. Well, first it was Olivia Munn. Was it Olivia before Danica? Yeah, Olivia Munn. Then it was Danica Patrick. Then they broke up. And in less than a year, he started dating Shailene Woodley. Didn't say a word about it until his acceptance speech during the NFL Honors earlier this year, which he just casually dropped, oh, by the way, I'm engaged. And... You know, I'm sure it's probably going to go down John Mulaney route pretty soon with the pregnancy announcement. I, it's the age gap has gotten bigger as he's gone, right? He's right. pretty similarly aged to Danica Patrick, and then there's probably like a three or four year gap with Olivia, Olivia and then who who did he go for? Shailene Woodley. Shailene's immediately. Then it's like he, he just keeps like age, yeah. he just keeps going deeper and deeper into it. Which, and also you know, like to each their own. It's like Leo. I don't want to I don't want to get into the logistics, but you know, Shailene lives in LA. He lives in Green Bay six Absolutely months. Absolutely why he's gone. Well yeah, but how did they how did they like connect and get together? Like clearly she was spending time in Green Bay. Was she? I don't I think I personally think Aaron Rodgers hates Green Bay. Oh I no, I don't doubt it for a second. He's not coming back after this year. I'm just trying to figure out the logistics of their relationship. I think Outside of the football season, he lives in California. Yeah, that also, much is clear. But they obviously started dating while he was playing football. Oh, uh, yeah. So when point. when did that cross pollinate? If you know what I'm saying, cross pollinate. You know what pollinates? <laughs> hummingbirds. Hummingbirds. That's right, baby. Cut it. That's I a wrap. Set you We're up. done. I We're set done. You up. <laughs> We're done. Slice it up, dude. I here's here's what I have to what I have to think here. Like Aaron Rodgers looks like the guy who gave his two weeks notice like three years in advance he's let his hair grow out he's got that mullet he's got that mustache i honestly like he looks like he does not care and quite frankly if i were shailene woodley i'd be like you need to get it together and shave maybe cut two inches off of that or at least wash your hair once in a blue moon here (laughs) Or I'm out of here. Like she's got tons of options, yeah. and to be honest, it doesn't sound like Aaron Rodgers is like the easiest guy to get along with. No, definitely not. Football genius, social inept. I mean, there there was a rumor for a while that uh, him and Ryan Braun were secretly together. At least if you remember that. I don't remember that, but a very close friend of the pod, Moore McCann, has a theory that Aaron Rodgers is gay. Okay. And all of these women are beards. <laughs> which is ironic because he has a beard. Right. Which, if you are, good for him. Listen, w- I certainly don't know the particulars. I-, I would not guess that he was, but, you know, he's a he's a rich, handsome, wildly famous dude who's essentially still unmarried at his age. He could get 
anyone, right. as evidenced by the fact that he right. And he you has. know, maybe he's met the love of his life, the star of Divergent. <laughs> what's the What's the second one? Convergent. <laughs> oh God, it's another stupid. Uh, it's like attitude. Divergent, Convergent. They're all gents. All I know is that they thought that that was going to be the next Hunger Games, and they were like, "Yes, we got that great young adult American hit." And the second one tanked so bad that the third one was a straight, like, to streaming release. Before that was, like, a popular thing. What was that, like, multivergent? Um, I was, it was probably, like, I don't know, a malignant tumor or something. Malignant. Like, I've... <laughs> no, it's got to end in mal- malignant. Mal- malignant. Diverg- malignant. Divergent, convergent, and... Submergent. Cir- circumvention. Circumvention. <laughs> All right, should we uh, should we rank these, rate these? I think we little... should. Uh, you know, I'm going to let you go last because I think I know what you're going to say. Okay. Um, this is this is a three point seven five out of five toms for me. Uh, I'm enjoying it. I I'm not a huge fruited sour guy, but this is very good if you're just looking for like an easygoing drink. Probably not in the middle of uh, the fall or the winter, but it's you know it's nice one nice to have. Yeah, I this is very good. I think I personally, when I look for a fruited sour, I'm like, smack me across the face with as much fruit flavor as you can. And this is a little more understated. This is a little nicer. Uh, it, this is the perfect summer drink, in my opinion. Yeah. I could sit outside. The crushability's through the roof. I'm going to go ahead and give this a nice 4.25. Okay. Not the best thing I've ever had, but very, very good. Yeah. Very enjoyable. And I don't think that... There, they were aiming for you know the Oscar, so to speak, here. But I think it's a really good product, and certainly these people, uh, them being Odell Brewing Co., they seem to know what they're doing. And I, next time I'm in Denver, I'm definitely going to check them out. I can tell you that. Yeah, and maybe, maybe you'll be there to see a Browns game or wherever Odell Beckham's playing. Or and maybe Odell won't stop by. Or popular rumor was that Aaron Rodgers wants to play for the Broncos, so maybe he will be sipping pretty. Next year. How about that, Broncos sipping, fans? Sipping pretty a mile high. Yeah. Poor Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> he He's literally that. a bridge quarterback. Yeah, and not poor Drew Locke because I knew you weren't going to succeed in the NFL. Sorry, buddy. That's tough, like every other Missouri quarterback, <laughs> except Chase Daniel. Except who, Chase Daniel. Who who's <laughs> thrown, what, 15 <laughs> passes and made $70 million? He has the most money per pass attempt in NFL history. He is the ideal for, have you ever seen Blue Mountain State? I've seen enough to know. He is that. exactly what the main character, Alex Moran, strives for. Yeah. But hey, M-I-Z, we all love you, Chase. Uh, this has been a lot of fun, Vince. Thanks for sitting with me here. And, and thank you all for listening to us. We appreciate it. If you're you. in the Mile High State, check this check this beer out. I think you're going to have a good time with Absolutely. it. Absolutely. If you're not in the Mile High State, it seems to be pretty widespread here. So yeah. take a look around, grab some, and sit and sip pretty. Yeah. Well, subscribe, rate, and review our show on Apple, Spotify, Instagram. But until next time, I'm Tom. I'm Vince. This has been Friday Night Beers, where we have clear eyes, full cans. Must booze. We'll see you later. What is that? What's that from? Are you Jack Jack Nicholson? Uh, No, now I'm Jack Nicholson. Oh, here we go. (laughs)